You're listening to Compassion Church Dixon Podcast. So today I want to start this series on OCD, which is obsessive comparison disorder, not compulsive, but comparison disorder. Have you ever found yourself comparing yourself to someone else? Come on, raise your hand if you found yourself comparing yourself to someone else. I mean, sometimes what we do is we'll look at people and we'll compare our jobs and we'll say stuff like this. I mean, it could go either way, right? Well, you know, they don't have a good a, as good of a job as I have. I mean, I'm the supervisor. I'm your boss, you know, and you compare yourself. Or maybe you compare yourself like this. Well, if I had that job, then I could have all of that stuff too, right? Or we compare houses. We compare cars. You know, those things are temporal. Those are not eternal. I don't know if you know that or not, but that new car that you just got will be a rusty, beat-up rag in about 10 years, right? So, so you can't compare yourself like that. Or Because Valentine's Day is tomorrow, does, all, all of you men in the room, you do have something special planned out for Valentine's Day, right? Oh, oh, I get it. You probably took her out this Friday night, and you said that that was your Valentine's gift, right? Is that what you did? So maybe Saturday night, that's cool. That's awesome. But do something special for your lady or your guy tomorrow. You feeling me, Miss Grisham? Just saying. Why is the guys always expected to get something, you know, for the, for the wife? Are you with me, Chris? I'm with you too, you know. But because it's, oh, uh, shit, no fighting. <laughs> No, <laughs> she's like because he doesn't. <laughs> but we we compare. Listen, we compare because it's Valentine's Day. Let's talk about this. We'll compare spouses sometime. Well, I wish you was like him, because he's always doing something sweet. I've done that before, right? You know, but you don't know what he's like outside of the little highlight reel that you see in his life. Because that's what you see, social media, see, because we compare ourselves even on social media, and social media, is all, all that is is a highlight reel, that's it. So, I mean, like, like you could get a lady that is bawling her eyes out, and then a minute later, she, she, ah, God is so good, my life couldn't be any better, post. Ah. I don't know how we'll make it through the day. And you see this nice little selfie where she patted her makeup up and she's got all of her life together and you're comparing yourself to them when they're depressed and they're down and out and you don't know what their life looks like. Sometimes we compare. We'll look at our kids. We do this to ourselves. We'll look at our kids sometimes and go, I wish you were like Johnny. Johnny obeys his parents. Well, if Johnny is better, maybe it's the parent that made Johnny better. Come on, don't, don't get mad at your son or your daughter because they are misbehaving all the time. You have what you tolerate. You keep tolerating bad behavior, you're going to have a bad behaving kid. Amen. Spare the rod, spoil the child. All them DS, DCS people got to stop watching right now. Do y'all know what that means? <laughs> we're, living in, we're living in 2022 where you can't even raise a finger. I'll call DCS, mama. Call, call them. <laughs> call them. My, my mama is sitting right on the front row. I used to say that stuff. Even when I was a kid, my mama wear me out. 
slapped me upside my head, she'd set me straight. You, <laughs> I could finally get an amens in the room today. That's good. Now everybody will get rowdy. Let's go beat our kids. Hallelujah. <laughs> my goodness gracious. Let's don't do that, right? But let's, let's, let's don't compare ourselves to someone else. Let's don't compare our spouses to someone else. Let's don't compare our kids to someone else because if we are not what we think we should be, it's no one else's fault. It is our fault. And the Bible says this in 2nd, uh, not Chronicles, but Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 12. It says, for we dare not. Paul's looking at the church, and he's going, look, we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, they're not wise. When, when you compare yourself to someone else, it is an unwise move. You say, Pastor Jamie, tell me why. Because comparison is limiting. Compare, when you, when, if, if I took myself, and, and I've done this before, but if I take myself, one of my favorite preachers, if you don't like him, it's cool, but I love him. One of my favorite preachers is Jensen Franklin. I love Jensen Franklin. I got three other people that do too. Sorry, Jensen. Uh, but but my, my favorite preacher is Jensen Franklin. So if I start comparing my ministry to Jensen Franklin's ministry or the way I preach to how Jensen Franklin preaches, I start limiting myself. I limit me. See, it limits who I am or maybe it limits who you are and who you could become. Because you may be comparing yourself to someone that's half the man or woman of God that God wants you to be. See, well, what we do is we measure our progress through the lens of someone else's success. So, so where we're at right now, spiritually, may not be where we want to be, but we measure the progress of our spirituality to the person that's been a spiritual person 15, 20, 30 years more than we have. See, and when you do that, here's what going, it's going to create in your life. It's going to create this not good enough, less than mentality in your life because you're comparing yourself to someone else. And I think when you, when you think about comparing, I think one of the greatest scriptures that we can go to is found in Luke chapter 18. We're going to learn something from this guy, and I'm going to try to shorten it up today so, so I can get you guys out of here and you go eat some good Cracker Barrel breakfast in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Luke chapter 18, listen to this. We're going we're to read a little bit of text. But Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. You ever, you ever found somebody? You don't have to point. You don't have to do anything like that. But if you ever met somebody that trusted in themselves and thought that they were righteous and better than other people, you don't have to look too far in the church world. I'm not talking about Compassion Church because we're not like that, but just in the church world in general. Those Baptist people, I tell you what. <laughs> and y'all know I'm just kidding, right? But, but verse 10, it says, two men. And if I had to title my sermon today, I would call it two men and a baby. Because we're going to see two men and a baby who grew up, and his name was Jesus, and he was telling this parable. You say, what does that have to do with this sermon? Nothing. It's just catchy. Maybe somebody will watch it on YouTube. Two men and a baby. This one says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, 
God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I thank you that I'm not like all of these people. And then he goes on and he begins to list the things that these other people would be, extortioners, unjust. In other words, here's what he's saying. God, I'm not an extortioner. I'm just. uh, All of these adulterers. You know, God, I'm faithful to my wife. Or even as this tax collector, because this other guy was there. He said, I'm glad that I'm not like that. And then he goes on and justifies himself. He says this. You know, I fast twice a week. I fast twice a week. And, and by the way, all these other guys around here, w- would you just pull a giving report in the church for me? Because I promise you, I'm, I'm in the top five, surely. Because I give tithes of all that I possess. I'm better. I'm better than. See, this is one example of a guy that Jesus is saying. It's funny that he called him a religious person. Because a lot of times... Religion, religion will do something in you and to you that, that'll spool you. It, when, when God really begins to do something in your life, if you don't watch it, pride will begin to bull up. And you're, you're right, you're no longer the person that you used to be, but you may be better off if you were. Oh, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting today. But here I am, and I fast twice a week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. I guess what he's saying here is sometimes we look in the mirror or we pray to God because that's what these people were doing. They were praying. We pray to God, and we tell God what we're not. And then we tell God what we do, and we expect that that defines who we are. What I'm not and what I do, God, is who I am. No, it's not. That, that doesn't define you. See, that's the outward things. Good, you quit drinking. You should have quit drinking. Good, you quit smoking. You, you quit running around on your wife. You quit doing all of those things. That's awesome. That's great. Now what? Really what you're saying is, God, I want you to know I've got a lot of void in my life. Because I've, I've taken these things out of my life, and here I am. And let me tell you, my duties to you, God, I serve every Sunday. And not only do I serve every Sunday, I serve at the 8.30 service and the 10.15 service, and I even serve at the 11.55 service, God. Do you see how this works? See, but just because you do those things on the outside, those are good things. Cleaning your life up, and that's great, but that's not, the, that, that's not your end goal to have a clean life. Your end goal is to have a relationship with Jesus. You, you can have a clean life. You can go through the motions as a Christian and still be far from God. You could tithe of your income. You, you, could, you could serve at your local church. You could be part of a C group. You can be clean as they can get and be far from Jesus. But he goes on and he gives us this other example, which I think is a very, very fitting example. And he says this in verse 13, in the tax collector... Now, you have to understand, it's really what he's saying. He's saying, let me give you the comparison here of a religious person and a sinner. And let me show you the approach of a religious person to who I am and a sinner to who I am. And here's the tax collector standing afar off. In other words, I don't have to be seen. Honestly, 
I don't know if I should be seen because my life is in shambles. I am an adulterer. I do cheat people. I've got a lot of things in my life that I am not even worthy to stand in this temple. See, this is the perspective of this man. He said he's standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast, which, which is a sign of humility in those days. He would sit there and he would beat his breast and he would say, God, I am unworthy. I am unworthy, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And then he says this in verse 14, he says, I tell you, and Jesus is teaching all of these people, and religious people are all around, religious leaders, Pharisees are all around Jesus in this moment. He said, I tell you, this man, this sinner, went down to his house justified rather than the other. The other man wasn't justified. He just come to tell me how good he was. He just, he just come to tell me that he didn't need me anymore. He was too good. But this sinner, he came in front of me and he beat his breast and he told me how he needed my mercy on his life. And that man went down justified for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalt, exalted. So if you think about this context of what we're looking at, you've got two men in the same place. Two men in the same place in the temple doing this. The same exact thing they were praying at the same time addressing the same God. Comparison. One was self-satisfied. One was self-satisfied. See, that's the danger in, in coming to church for a length of time. You begin to be self-satisfied. Not one word of humility was coming out of this man's mouth. He was sitting there, he's going, hey, I fast, I tithe, I've got my stuff together, I don't do all that stuff anymore. But the other one, he was self-discontent. He wasn't content with where his life was. He knew he needed something. Not one word, not one word of self-praise come out of this man's mouth. Did you notice that? He didn't say, well, God at least I'm here today. At least I'm in your presence. I've done everything that I can. He didn't say any of that. He stood afar off. He bowed himself before an almighty God. He wouldn't even raise his eyes to heaven, the Bible says. He wouldn't raise his eyes to heaven, and he's sitting there, and he's doing this. But the Pharisee, he compared himself to all of these other men. The tax collector, he made no reference to another man. I'm glad I'm not like all of these other men. This guy's going, God, this is about you and me. This has nothing to do with that guy. I mean, in a, in a church context, sometimes we'll come in, and, and if we don't watch it, we'll look at Pastor Jamie and go, man, I wish I was like Pastor Jamie. Talk to Jill and see if you wish you was like me half the time. <laughs> come on, right? Am I, am I right? Yeah, okay. She ain't saying nothing. She knows where her place is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But listen, listen, listen. One, you're like, no, no, keep going. I don't want to listen. One lived in duty. Things that he had done. You got to watch it. Those things justified him. But look, pastor, I do all of this stuff. Good for you. Let me golf clap you for a minute. Awesome. Glad you're a checklist Christian. And I'm saying that to Jamie too. Jamie, I'm glad you're a little checklist Christian. But where you at? Where you at? 
See, one lived in duty, the other lived in hope of mercy. God, I just, I just need you. I have failed for all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. One was focused on the outward man, and the other one was focused on what was on the inside of him, on the heart. I'm trying, Beverly. Come on, one was wise in his own eyes. The other one, guess what? He was reverent. He was reverent. See, I'm, I'm throwing this comparison out because I want you to begin to identify who you are. See, because where there is no reverence, there is no true worship. When you don't reverence who God is and who you really are, you are nothing without him. I am nothing without God. I could not stand behind this pulpit. I am so insecure at times. But with him, I can do all things. Amen? You've got to look in the mirror sometimes, and instead of all of the insecurities that you have that causes you to compare yourself to other people, you've got to look in the mirror and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm the head and not the tail. I, don't have, I am not that person. Come on. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 says this. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction. That word pride is just simply this. Write it down in your notes if you want to. It's a deficiency of knowledge. When you're, a pri when you're a prideful, you have a deficiency of knowledge. You don't understand. You really think you have it all together. I really think I have it all together. No, 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 no. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. That haughty means arrogant. And you begin to get arrogant and narcissistic and you think it's all about you and you think you're better than. So what can we do? How can we learn from this? Here's what we can learn. We can learn that self-righteousness is unrighteousness. Self-righteousness is unrighteousness. Your social status, this is another thing that we can learn. Your social status has nothing to do with your personal holiness. Amen. Who you are in God. Here, here's another thing uh, that I, I think is a very key. Well, one would be pride comes before destruction. You got to watch it. If you start getting very prideful, destruction is coming. But the last but not least that I think we've just learned through this text, and I'm going to continue to move on here, is God's mercy is for everyone. Yeah. That's the key, right? God's mercy is grace. It's for everybody. Most of the time, I mean, if we had this, oh, dirty, rotten sinner come in, in the context of church world, sometimes we would go, God, surely you'll hear my voice more than you would hear their voice because they was down at the bar last night, but I, God, was spending time with my family the way that you would want me to. Hallelujah. <laughs> I even prayed before my meal when we went to Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> See, when you do that, here's what you do. You measure yourself towards someone else or with someone else, and that's really all you get is a measurement. It's just a measurement. Okay, got it. You're a sinner. Maybe you feel like you don't measure up to the guy that's on the stage, but it doesn't mean that you don't measure up to the guy that's on the stage.
And what I think, I think the church, the people of God, need to transition from this approach to this approach. So you're like, hmm, okay. Because this measurement will never tell you what's on the inside of you. But this measurement, it'll tell you who you are. We've got to get on this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bless him, Jesus. I want my refund on that CrossFit stuff. Actually, I've lost 10 pounds. Hallelujah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You got to figure out how you're going to measure. See, this is comparing yourself to someone else. This is just saying, spiritually, God, where am I at? I've got to check myself. Because no matter how much you want to measure yourself to someone else, you can never get them on your back. This, this right here is, I said error, that's great. This, this right here is, is showing me what's on the inside of me. This will never show you what's on the inside of you. This says, I give my, hey, look, I give my tithe. I do this for the church. I do this. I'm no longer an adulterer. I haven't cheated on my wife in three weeks. I haven't. Do you get what I'm saying? This is what this thing says. But this thing says, God, you and only you know what's on the inside of me. And sometimes we'll look down at the scale and it says zero. There's nothing godly on the inside of you. You're just carrying it around like a badge. All of your spirituality and your religious things that you do week in and week out. I'm going to throw Joyce Meyer under the bus again. Your Joyce Meyer devotions. Amen. But what's on the inside of you is what carries weight. Not what or who you are comparing yourself to. Amen? And the fastest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. God's got something special for you. But the fastest way to kill that special that's in you is to compare what is in you to something that is in someone else. I would call it today the sin of comparison. The sin of comparison. I've done it. Has anybody, come on, we've, we've said this. I'm guilty. There, there's been moments in my ministry, and this is just where I'm really going to speak uh, vividly, candidly today, however you want to say that, but I've beat myself up because my church is not where someone else's church is. When the truth is, my church is right where God wants it to be. Yes. Listen to this. I, and, and I'm just confessing my stuff. I've looked at other people before. And I've looked at other marriages and wished my marriage was like their marriage. Have you ever done that? Wish my marriage was like their marriage until you found out how their marriage really was. I remember there was this couple that I, I really looked up to in their marriage. I mean, on the outside, my gosh, I mean, it's a model marriage. And then later on, probably three, four, five years later, I, I look at the same couple and I go, oh my gosh. 
I can't believe that I wanted to be that. And if you don't watch it, you'll get so focused and distracted on what you want to be that God cannot develop who he wants you to be in the moment. So you got to focus on what you want to be right now in this moment. I, I want to I wanna be, anybody want to be able to retire one day and not have to worry about a lot of stuff? Anybody? I, I want to be able to retire one day. It's, it's not saying I want to, you know, get out of the pulpit and never preach, but here's my end goal. I want by the time I'm 60, I want to raise up someone for this church. I want to be an overseer for this church. And now you got 20 more years with me, right? Some of you are like, are you sure? I am not going anywhere unless Jesus tells me to go. But I want by the time I'm 60 to be in a place financially to where I can buy me, I told my mom, I'm sharing my vision driving to Opry Mills yesterday, didn't I? There, there's this camping world place on the right before you get to Opry Mills Mall. And I said, Mama, you see that Winnebago over there? I'm going to buy one of those one day, and I'm going to travel, and I'm going to pastor pastors, and I'm going to help pastors, and I, I'm going to help develop them and care for them and, and help them through the processes of the struggles because ministry's hard, Right? So I want to do that one day, but here's my problem. You know, you, you have to plan for the future to have a future, right? So I have an entrepreneurial spirit in me, but I've looked at other entrepreneurs, and I wished I was as successful as them. And we go, wow. You know, I remember watching a T.D. Jakes sermon one time, and, and T.D. Jakes said this in his sermon. How many of you like T.D. Jakes? Anybody? Oh, yeah, Jensen, you just got beat. That's right. So I was watching this sermon, and he, he talked about how a young man come up to him, and he said, T.D., I want to be just like you. I just want to be like you. And T.D. J. says, it took everything in me to not laugh for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and he said, after I giggled a little bit, I looked back at the young man and said, man, that's a big ask. Because if you want to be like me, you have to do all the things that I've done. You can't be like me with a snap of a finger. It took me 30 years to get to where I'm at. You want to expedite this process in six months to a year? It ain't going to happen. See, and sometimes what we do is we look at people 30 years down the road and expect that what happened in their life with 30 years of experience is going to automatically happen in my life because the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. And if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm almost done, I promise. For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. We, say that with me, say we. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, that we should walk in them. You are God's masterpiece. Here's one thing, Kenzie, go ahead and come out. Here's one thing that I know 100% for sure of that I'm the best at. I'm better than anybody in this room. I promise you I am better than you at one thing. You don't know what it is? I am the best Jamie Grisham that God has ever created. The best. The best. I have flaws. I have issues. I have things in my life that shouldn't be in my life from time to time. But I am the best. See, you got to look in the mirror today and say, I am the best. I am the best. Blank. Right? Whatever your name is that Jesus has ever created. I cannot compare me to anyone else because no one can be me and I can't be them. 
I can't. And I can't compare myself to them because I am unique. I, some of you are like, amen. Yeah, you are. I am unique. I am chosen. I am special. I am the called of God. I am, I carry the anointing that he has placed on my life. I can't be asking for someone else's anointing. I can't be asking for someone else's blessing. I've got to carry the blessing and the anointing and the favor and the grace that God has put on my life. Come on. <laughs> Woo. They got me sweating in this new sweater. Whew. Maybe that's why they call them sweaters. Because you sweat in them all the time. If you look, some of us were walking around confused. Confused. Well, what's God called me to do? I just don't know. If you want confusion about what God has called you to do, compare yourself to someone and what God has called them to do. Mmm. It's going to cloud the clarity of the call of God on your life if you don't watch it. That's what comparison does. It clouds the clarity. So let me ask you a question. I'm done. Who or what are you comparing yourself to? You can be somebody, but you'll never be able to be somebody else. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, thank you for this word today. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in our church. Something special happening. And I come against that spirit of comparison today. God, I pray over every individual in this room watching online right now. I pray over them in the name of Jesus. And I pray all of that comparison out of them. I pray that they understand that they are the righteousness of God, that they are called, that they are blessed, that they are highly favored in the Lord, that they are the head and not the tail, above all, beneath none. God, that they are more than conquerors in you, in Christ Jesus. God, your will, your purpose, your way in their life. May you identify with them today and just reveal to them who they really are and not only who they are but whose they are God I can't compare myself with anybody else because I am me come on some of you you got to get that into your spirit right now I'm telling you I'm praying you need to pray you are you you are no one else no one can be the person that you are going to be in the Lord God has called you he has blessed you he has set you apart he has put you in a right place he is he has uh, positioned you in a in a in a environment and a place to where you are going to do amazing great powerful things in the name of Jesus I pray it today God and maybe you're in this room or maybe you're watching online and you say Pastor Jamie I get it I get it I get it but man where do I start because I have beat myself up I've compared myself to everybody else and because of that comparison in my life I have walked away from God I felt like that God didn't love me because he wasn't doing things in me that he was doing in other people if that's you today and you need to repent of some sins and you need to get right with God today is the best day to be able to do that please without hesitation would you slip up your hand and say I got to get it right I am done comparing myself yeah thank you anybody else I am done I am done I am selling out to Jesus thank you thank you thank you thank you anybody else yes thank you right over here raise your hand yes thank you thank you anybody else right up there I see you man I see you right up there sir 
see you back here, see you over here. There's, there's hands that are going up. God is going to do something in you. And those of you that's raising your hands, those of you that's online, and you feel this in your spirit, today is a shifting. Today is a day that you'll remember February the 13th, 2022. Something shifted in my spirit, and I became the man and the woman of God that God created me to be. I quit comparing myself to someone else. I am who I am, and I'm going to build my house on this rock, and I'm going to trust Jesus with my very being and my life, and I'm laying everything down today for the sake of the gospel of Christ. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for my sin. Today, I lay it all down. I confess my sin to you, and I ask for forgiveness of that sin. I know, I believe without a shadow of doubt that you are the Lord of my life. You will rule, you will reign because I'm giving everything to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about Compassion Church Dixon, go to our website, CompassionDixon.Church. If you would like to become a monthly financial partner, go to our website and click Give. Join us on Sundays, in person, or online, and be sure to follow us on social media. Also, be sure to share this episode with someone or online and tag us. Until next time.